0: Right then, welcome back to another podcast. Um, Feels like it's been a while since I've done this. I don't know when I did the last one. Um, I know it was about business is a lot like a train sort of thing, Um, so I don't know when that was. I've been a bit um sporadic with the podcast, haven't I, let's be honest. But yeah, I just thought I'd just jump back on. So a little bit of context. It is currently Sunday, June 6th, give or take. I, I'm, I'm shit with the dates at the moment. Was, yeah, yeah. Um, currently doing the subscription boxes, so I was up here at 6 o'clock this morning. Um, i got about 44 left to do. I've almost done them, I'm just putting the gifts in now. Um, you could just say, Ross, why don't you, why don't you finish the subscription boxes? Because this is how my mind works, mate. I, I, I put, started putting the shred of paper in, then went, I'm going for a jog. And then I went for a quick little jog, nothing too drastic, just to try and get me back into it, because... It genuinely upsets me at the moment. Like I'm, I'm almost, I got tears in my eyes at the moment because I'm weird. Um, That I'm just like disappointed in myself, almost. Like I got no self discipline with stuff. I'll just eat shit, Um, and then like my fitness is bollocks. And I'm someone who's always been all right with fitness stuff. Like, I've never been, like, Musk, like, six-pack Ross or anything. Like, I've never been that level of fitness. I've never been, like, a long-distance runner that sort of stuff. But I've always been able to hold my own sort of thing. You know what I mean? I've always played sports, been able to run around for an hour, that sort of thing. And now, like, trying do you to an embarrassing thing? I go upstairs to do the voiceover for the daily test videos... And because obviously that one minute of talking is quite fast, it's quite high paced, and it? it's go right here we go. What, what do we do today? Here I am doing the subscription boxes. So then after that, I went home, and then we did this, and then me, me and Rachel did uh, some eggs like that sort of thing. It's quite quick. Um, I can't do it first time. I have to wait a little bit because otherwise I I I feel breathless. It's like what? So like you've just gone upstairs, press record, and because it's quite quick, I can't do the minute. It's like, mate, that's fucking embarrassing. Um, and I bet you any money if I talked about it, people would be like, "Oh, you gotta love your body and all this sort of stuff, body positivity, and oh, eat what you want." And it's like, sometimes you just want to go, "No, fucking sort yourself out, mate. Don't know none of this bullshit, all right? Just sort yourself out if you're fucking embarrassed by it or whatever." Sort yourself out. Stop eating shit and exercise. Stop making excuses for yourself. Stop being a pussy. Okay? You're letting your inner bitch win. Alright? That's all it is. Sort yourself out. And that's what I should do. I should just try and sort my diet out a bit. Stop eating shit. Partly I blame the kids for this, bollocks man. And I partly blame the unit. Because um, having kids messes with your diet. Because you just never know how much they're going to eat. And I don't like chucking food out because like they could have dinner and I'll finish my dinner and I'm fine. Then all of a sudden I turn around, Isabel have left the steak I cut up, not chucking on a bit am I? Ah, look at that. cheesy ooh, that's some nice bit of pasta there, mate. Ooh, look at Isabel's. Oh, she's still got them turkey dinosaur things. Ooh, I'll eat that. And then before you know it, I've eaten a side meal. I genuinely think I could get by, especially when we have three kids, on just eating their leftovers. And then I'll just be like, I'm not making myself a meal ever again. I'm just going to eat their leftovers. So yeah, that's how I currently feel. I just feel a bit shit mentally at the moment. Um, Rachel doesn't feel the best mentally either at the moment. I don't want to talk too much about her because it's her. It's her business. Um, I'm happy to say wherever I want. Um, But that's Rachel's stuff. Um, And maybe I haven't been as good with Rachel. Like I'm good at dishing out mental health advice to everyone else and myself and talking shit. But sometimes when it comes to Rachel, I'm not as good. Um, and then she might take that bad, bad that I'm I'm out dishing out advice and stuff, but I can't do it with her, um, which is why I think you need an outlet outside of anyone who knows you personally, because with it, Rachel obviously if she's talking about stuff, say she's um down a little bit and in some way, shape, or form is related to me in some way, it's hard for me then to stay. Objective, because obviously I'm involved in it. So then you take your own personal stance in it, and it's easy to get defensive about something. Uh, it's easy for me to go, oh, fuck it. Like, like, and then dismiss it uh, because it's related to me rather than sit back and listen. It is one of my weaknesses as a person. I, I, I am sometimes shit at this sort of stuff, and I need to get better at it. Um, you know, it is what it is. Like, but. <laughs> I think Rachel's a little bit down at the moment because she has a bit of anxiety or whatever about the baby. Uh, like I could turn this into some sort of pregnancy update if you want. I don't know what the fuck this podcast was going to be about mine, but let's just see where it goes. But I think, I think she had it with Isabel and Archie. I think almost anyone who's ever been pregnant have probably had it in some way that you're always worried about the baby. You know what I mean? Um, my view on it has always been the same as I'll worry about it if it happens like I can't control it there's nothing I can do like I know people say don't announce the pregnancy until you've had the scan and stuff just because you never know and then if you lose the baby and that sort of stuff um you don't wanna do that public sort of thing my whole thing on it was always a case of if anything bad happens obviously I'm gonna come on here and Instagram wherever and talk about it because that's what I do I talk about bad shit talk about good shit um so to me i never cared like i would happily just literally show people as we see the pregnancy test going ah oh, there it is it's positive do you know what i mean but we didn't we obviously waited until we had the scan and access to rachel wanted to do her work and this that and the other um but my view on it has always been if anything goes wrong like i'll deal with it if it happens which can almost make it like me a bit dismissive like oh i don't care like I, I, that's just me pushing it away um i'll just be like well, if it happens it happens and there's a part of me that goes oh i won't be that like i'll be fine because you know it's the, but then i probably won't. like but you don't know until these things happen but again i always find it odd because i'm always like you're worrying about stuff that you know might not happen and i something i was trying to teach isabel is to, to only try and worry about the things you can control like like she was moaning in the park the other day because there's two kids on a swing that didn't come off it and it's like they wouldn't share. It's like, is not everyone have got to share. It's like, you can't let two people who are not coming off the swing ruin your experience in the park. You've got to go and just enjoy something else. Stop looking at what you could have done and look at what you can do. Um, And it's always funny with Isabel because I, I literally dish out advice. Like, and it's sometimes advice I should be saying to myself. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes... I don't, know, I don't know if this is a normal thing, I think people do it, does everyone kind of look at your life and look at what could have been and uh, where you could have gone and what you could have done with it, like, life is a really weird thing, because it's infinite possibilities with only one path that you end up taking, like, there is an infinite number of possibilities, and every action you do creates this spider web of other possibilities, that you inevitably pick one path. So obviously as you're younger, those paths are just massive. Like Isabel's life path at the moment is massive. Like she could turn almost into anything. Like, you know, she obviously, she probably not going to be an Olympic sprinter for arguments. sake, we're all limited by certain physical attributes, this, that, and the other. She's probably not going to be in the NBA, all right? That sort of shit. But is she going to be a scientist? Is she going to be a singer-songwriter? Is she going to... Marry someone, or go get go get with someone when she's sixteen. Marry them and then have kids young. Is she not gonna have kids? Is she gonna do this? It's like, uh, possibilities of life, are massive. Whereas as you grow older, they get limited, 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 limited. As you choose your little paths, like I'm probably not gonna be a doctor because I'm now twenty nine. I don't want to go back to uni. I'd probably struggle with it. I'm not gonna do seven years of doctor training. I'm not saying I want to be a doctor, but I think it's very easy to like look at your life and go i could have done this and it's a very easy trap to fall into that you've got to watch because it's fucking pointless to fall into it like are you happy with your life at the moment don't worry about where everything else is happening don't worry about opportunities you could have missed and all that sort of stuff so do you like where you are at the moment it's like if then, yeah so then don't worry about it like would i change anything no like I, i'm happy that I, I i got with rachel young and we had kids and we we out to get with together all the time and This is our life. But at the same time, you do look at it and go... Like, imagine if you didn't have kids and the freedom that you could have. Um, Imagine if I didn't get with Rachel at that age... And I played the field a little bit. And then had all these weird adventures. Because if you're single... You have, like... Like, when you have kids, your responsibilities obviously go through the fucking roof. Like, that is it. You are now responsible for people you can't just go up there like i can't just go to ben at home for two weeks like me and rachel can't go back i can't go backpack traveling through europe i can't go to australia for four weeks i can't do any of this sort of stuff not saying it's bad but you got to watch yourself with it because you can always look at this sort of stuff and then start building up a resentment to, to, to your situation in life based on that because you can't do these things but then you could almost put yourself in that situation and go go on then ross go on, you're a single man now, go on, go, go backpack across Europe, say, ah, like, oh, I don't want to do our shit, I want to sit in the house. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I'm happy with it, where everything is. And I think what I'm struggling with, I think, mentally, I guess, is this transition in my life from um me, being me and Rachel to being someone who lives your life through your kids. Um. And you put a lot more into your kids. Like obviously, most of what we do now is about the kids. Like if we're gonna look to go away somewhere, we're not going. Oh, look at this! Oh, it's a cocktail bar there. It's no, it's gonna be what's a soft play like? Oh, what, what parks in the But it's like that and that and that's okay. But it's also it's, I think it's hard to like I I don't think I've dealt with that mentally somehow, which is weird because it's like is that something to deal with? I think that's why a lot. Maybe that's why a lot of people do struggle when they have kids. like it is something to think about. Like, is it just me talking shit, or is this something that you get? Like, do you look at your situation and and then use the use the one with it, the little the thing that'll slip you up? If you start thinking about that, you instantly feel shit. If I start going. Oh, I remember when me and Rachel were in Dresden we went from, we went basically for our honeymoon we went to Berlin for three, four days then we caught a train from Berlin to Dresden which is a fucking lovely city man it's not talked about enough we're going to talk about places to go go to Dresden mate, lovely um, that's where Isabel's name come from Ava where this business name come from Ava because it's from Ava, which are uh, Brazilian axe music Bands, like, Latin-y sort of thing. And we used to listen to that in one of the restaurants where we had pizza, and we went there, like, two or three times, we are only there for, like, three nights. Um, but, yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, part of, like, we can't do that anymore, and now you've got the kids. It's like... You can easily feel bad about that, and, and then you feel guilty that you even think about it, even for a second you contemplate what your life would be like without kids and then you're instantly overcome with this guilt of oh you fuck it you ungrateful fuck it look at you like it's that sort of shit isn't it?" but you can't help that feeling coming up like it just is what it is um and i know i wouldn't change anything because i i fucking think isabel and archie are the best don't get me wrong i am struggling at the moment with archie a bit more I don't know if there's also like another leap. I don't know if any of you ever use the Wonder Weeks app because that's pretty good for finding out leaps and when they go through these brain developments and then they can often turn into dicks because of it. Um, you know, that's not the technical term. But Archie is exhausting. Isabel can be exhausting because it's the summer at the moment. They're up. Like, we're lucky if they're asleep by nine ten o'clock at the moment. Um, and then obviously I'm an early riser, I get Early, so I'm having a lot less sleep at the moment. Um, just exhausted by the end of the day with the business and family stuff. And that doesn't even include hobbies and doing anything else. And trying to find the balance in all of this. And we're hoping that when Jenny starts, it can help offset some of the balance. Because obviously, like yesterday, I'd come up here 6 till 12-ish. So six hours up the unit trying to do the subscription boxes. Come on, I got a sticker, four cents at the teddy pots which took a while I had to do the logos and the sheets. Then in the night, then I started my accounts because I got to do that for May and stay on top of that. Uh, I've also got, my, I've got to do my self-assessment for last year. Um, and there's all this stuff that's just nonstop. So it's so like, I need to get out of the trenches a little bit more of the business. And like, that's going to be more Jenny's thing. You know, I got to lay that off to Jenny a little bit more. So like, I'll still be working, but I might be more housework because... It's a lot to go into the business other than just the making and stuff um yeah i just i just knackered at the moment I'm just mentally I'm not processing something i don't know if it is just that um i can't stop thinking about death at the moment um like for me and, and, and an analogy for death is like no not even an analogy but the way i see death is like having a clock in the room like you walk into your living room you are away of the clock, okay, in the in the living room, you know it's there, but you don't think about it. You don't really think about the clock. It's just a, like a peripheral thing. Every now and then, you might glance at it, just to check. But it's not focus, and that's kind of like what death is like. It's like it's there. You can always see it, and every now and then, something will be thrown up where you'll kind of not reevaluate your life, but you'll kind of realize, oh shit, this this is, this is a finite life. Like this is going to end. And then for me, I, when I stab that thought, I can't get it out. Like I'm, I'm done, it's, it's stuck. It's in my head, can't get it out. And then I just struggle for whatever reason. Um, it's a little bit like, have you ever been in the cinema and you're watching a film, and with the cinema it's obviously a lot more absorbing than watching a film in the outside because you are immersed in that film. You're watching it, there's no distractions, it's dark, you just this. And you almost forget that you've got a life outside the cinema. Like, that's where I feel like. I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, shit, I got work tomorrow. And, like, and then you like, you get hit by this realisation that this film's going to end and then you've got to go back to doing something else. Um, that's where it's like with death for me. It's like, my life is the film and then all of a sudden I get hit by this thing of everything I know is going to end at some point. And, you know, that sort of thought process should make you go fucking live your life, mate. Go and do some cool shit. But sometimes it just... Um, disables me in a way. It's like paralysed. It's doing a paral paralysis, paralysis. Paralyses you. Whatever the fucking word is, where you kind of can't do anything. You're like you just kind of feel stuck in some. Way, and then it, you combine that with this notion of oh no, I got kids and I'm responsible for that and I can't do these things. And then you feel guilty for that. Then you put on top of that this notion of death and the fact that you're now going to be doing this sort of life now for the next. 25 years or whatever is going to be it's a weird kind of thing to be in and i don't think i've processed it properly and i think sometimes if i try and relay this like this is a good like example of why you need an outlet other than your partner or something like say i turn to rachel and say say some of this stuff she might get a bit pissy with me because she's basically saying oh you don't love me and the kids Do you know what I mean? obviously she's going to take that personal and i would expect her to um but it's hard, you've almost gotta separate yourself from it and go, no, I get what you mean. I get like I, like I wouldn't be offended if Rachel had thoughts like this. Like if she'd gone, oh what if I didn't meet Ross? I wonder what I'd be doing. Like, would I be like I don't know what she would have done. Would she have pursued something else that made her personally happy? And like some sort of singing shit? Would she still be a nurse? Like what, what, what she'd have done. Um and I think that's just a part of me that's always interested in alternatives and all this other stuff, how are you all there? Professional as fuck, bro. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll wrap it up there because i got a subscription boxes to get on with. Um, hope you're all all right. Um, I'm going to... It's going to be a bit different now because this is also going to be on Substack, which is where you might have found this because I'm going to do the newsletter via Substack, which means any newsletters will be hosted on there. Um, then you can find it all and then keep in touch with a little bit more. Um... I feel a bit weird at the moment with content. It's just again, I feel like crying. Fucking hell. Um I don't know why. I just feel emotional and shit at the moment. Again, I got some unresolved shit apparently. But um like with TikTok and all that, and there's a part of me that's like, Ross, just you just gotta keep making content, mate. So the business is gonna grow. But then at the same time it's like we don't need it to grow anymore. We just gotta maintain it. Like I would and, and hope that people stick around and without me going to make you know video after video after video for TikTok because that's what you're supposed to do or I feel a little bit less creative at the moment and all that sort of stuff and anyway I'm rambling when I said that I was going to cut it off there uh so yeah subscribe to the newsletter when you get stuff like this um thank you all for listening if you managed to get through all that feel free to drop me a message if you want um and I will catch you all again bye